I'm Alex Rybczynski. I'm Angie Czech. I'm Barbara Stewart. I'm Ben Joseph Stewart. I'm Bliss Young. I'm Marin Green. I'm Natasha Kingsbury. I am Dr. Jacob Egbert. I'm Sarah Gustafson. I'm Valerie Jacobson. And this is the Holistic OBGYN Podcast. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Holistic OBGYN Podcast. I'm doing so great, and I'm so excited about today's guest, Dolph Santinga. He's the man, the legend behind Analima Water. They make these incredible uh, water structuring devices that you can have in your home for a very reasonable price, and um, some other devices that you can use to amplify the quality of your water, your drinking water, your shower water, and everything in your home. He's a lovely man. Uh, I feel very grateful to know him. I got to know him through Paul Check. And um, Charles Eisenstein, two of my good friends, and who are, uh, if you're listening to this, you're probably no stranger to either of those gentlemen. Man, we have, we get really into it. The title of the episode is What is Water? <laughs> so that in and of itself is uh, pretty confronting, right? What is water? Well, it's, it's two hydrogens and one oxygen, Dr. Riley. You learned that back in grade school. Yes. But what is it? You know, if you think about like experiments, Luca Montagna, by the way, got the Nobel Prize for discovering the, the virus behind AIDS. He then got into water, the study of water, and he was able to play, he was able to record the frequency that was emitted. Very, 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 very low frequency emissions from a vial of water containing nucleic acid that we would associate with HIV. Record that, that emission, then play it to a separate test tube of nucleotides and some um, reverse transcriptase, etc. you know, in like saline, basically all the tools to make nucleic acid. You play that sound emitted from the HIV in the test tube over here to this test tube without any identifiable nucleic acid in it, and pow, HIV, the nucleic acid for HIV forms. And then he takes it a step further, Luca does. He then sends the audio file to his buddy in Italy who plays it to a, a, a vial of water there, with again, with nucleotides and other things in it. And pow, HIV, nucleic acid forms. So water has the ability to store and transmit information. This is an incredibly important concept if you're interested in optimal wellness. Um, because your body is, uh, we say it's mostly made of water. It's also water structured in such a way that permits your entire body to be electrically conductive, but in a, in a meaningful, intentional way. So anyways, this is a, a rich conversation. Uh, if you haven't been keeping up with me, I mean, come on, where are you at? We've been traveling a lot. I haven't been uh, doing a lot of social media um, consumption, but I've definitely been engaging there. We're rebranding the, the podcast website and the, my, my practice website. So super busy on my end. We just came back from Nashville, Tennessee, where we stayed with our friends, Sarah and Gabe Rosser. Sarah is one of the farm midwives down in um, Tennessee. And, you know, just loving life and living life, enjoying the two little baby girls and cold plunging whenever they're, you know, whenever I can thaw out the, the ice block on top of my tub um, sufficiently to get in without slicing up my arms and legs and still doing this great podcast gig. I'm loving it, loving it, loving it, loving it. So, uh, yeah, let's get it to the interview. Let's get to the interview. But, bef- but first, I always have to say this. This is not medical information that is meant to supersede or replace the information given to you by doctors. This is informational. This is educational. This is entertainment at its finest. And take it as such. Just sit back and enjoy the show. Pour yourself a nice glass of 
Organifi orange orange juice or uh, green juice or red juice or I really like the yellow. Organifi is one of our new sponsors. I'll tell you a little bit more about them. Um, I love their stuff. Just love, love, love their products. So uh, I'll enjoy that. And if I work out, I, I eat their complete protein afterwards. It's lovely. All right. I've, I've beat around the bush enough. Let's get into the interview. This is my conversation with Dolph Zantinga of Analima Water. Dolph, thank you for coming on the podcast. This is the Holistic OBGYN podcast. And um, you and I were talking just before we started recording about mystery. And I think what you do, what you're doing in the, the water space really kind of captures a lot of what we were talking about with, with relation to birth and whatnot. So, um, I, you know, I've already introduced you sufficiently um, before, before uh, our guests are listening now. Um, so instead of going into all the bio stuff, let's talk about water. Let's just talk about water. <laughs> we'll forget about the importance of water. And as we continue to destroy drinkable water on, on planet Earth, you've actually taken this a step further. So why should we even care about water? <laughs> well, that's a very important question, Adam. Uh, um, let, let's start at the very beginning, how it all started. Um, more than around 20, 30 years ago, I was already wondering how everything in nature is working together. You can't see it. Sometimes you can even smell it, and you can see the difference in the sun and the moon. But there were certain rhythms that you couldn't explain. Nobody can explain it. And uh, when I came out of bis business, uh, my business colleague and I were having these discussions. What's happening? In the same time, we saw that a lot of things went wrong especially in the area of human health and animals. A lot of new diseases, chronic diseases came up. And that is how we started to do research. And out of that research, in a very short period of time, we came to the conclusion that it is all about a kind of information system. Mm. It's about information. How is information A going to B and to C, and how is it working together? And then after one or two years of doing research, we found out that there is one huge communication layer, and that is water. Water brings it all together. Mm -hmm. There is in a plant, in an animal, and in a human being, no biological system that works without water. Water is the, the one that is bringing A to the B and the B to the C. Mm. And it is important. Uh, the water molecule is around your DNA. It is in every cell, and you can't do it without. And that is when we started to focus on water, and that is how it all happened. Yeah, yeah. So your background is, I mean, you kind of speak like a biologist, physicist, consciousness guru. <laughs> I'm not sure I really like that term guru, but you know, what I really like, the people I bring onto my podcast are those people who have sort of surrendered to the mystery of, of, of what's taking place around us. And, and to kind of highlight some, some experiences I've had in my own life, you know, I, I, some people think like, oh, you know, you go to an ashram in India and you meditate for a couple of weeks and now you're enlightened. And they try to bring that back into the very concrete parameters of how we live our daily lives in the Western world, right? And, and this, this concrete parameters are, are really kind of ever-present around the world. But 
if you decide to do something like medical school, they don't teach you the importance of meditation. They don't really even teach you how stress might really impact the body. You know, we talk about it in these concrete units, these packets of of uh, sort of machinery in the body. It's this sort of Cartesian reductive model of the human being where you've got the brain and that's where you think, and you got the heart and that's what pumps blood. And then you've got the kidneys, which filters blood. You know, it's that type of mentality. And if you're a good doctor, you're rewarded with the opportunity to practice and make a decent amount of money within a system that rewards you for thinking in concrete packets, right? It, it's, it's a linear thought process. But there are a wide variety of conditions that I'm treating as a physician. And, and as you know, my specialty is women's health. There are, there are so many conditions that, are, that impact women that we don't have any explanation for. Endometriosis, fibromyalgia, any sort of chronic pelvic pain, pain with intercourse, the whole birth experience, what causes labor? Where is this baby coming from? Like, you know, it's two cells come together and then you're left with three trillion cells in a this elegant system that is a baby. And you and I were talking about the, the mystery of birth and how if you sit with birth, you can't possibly remain grounded in this sort of linear thought process because there's something there that doesn't really make sense. <laughs> and there's a beauty in that as well, because if we can open up our, the possibility that we don't have an understanding, a, a mechanism behind everything that we experience in our world, then it opens up our possi the possibility that, hey, maybe the reason we don't understand some of these medical conditions I listed is because we're not, we're not thinking outside the box. And that sounds like a cliche term, but if you're not open to there being some possibility that isn't explained in your medical textbooks, then perhaps you're never going to find the answer. And you just have to say, oh, well, sorry, lady, we can't fix your pain. So with that in mind, the thought process that you must bring to your own, your own life, it must be, you must have had some, some periods of, of some real resistance. So I'm curious as to how you got into this, given just how you know, how resistant people are to considering that, hey, if point A to point B and point B to point C is all connected by the bridge that is water, then perhaps we should be studying water. But that's, you, not everybody studies water. So tell me a little bit about the journey, like where, where, you know, like, did you piss a lot of people off when you were like, guys, I have, I actually think that there's something to, <laughs> to the structure of water. And, and I mean, you know, you, you're bringing these ideas to the table and, and maybe before you even describe that, what are you currently working on? I know what you're working on, but tell people what you're doing. Cause it is fantastic. It's magical. Okay. Well, thank you. <laughs> First of all, I'm no, <laughs> I'm no guru, <laughs> but, I'm, but I'm, very, I'm very familiar with uh, meditation Yeah, uh, because I do it for more than 40 years and I am quite often in India as well. And maybe it started all over there. Uh, Besides the fact that I was a businessman, a quite successful businessman, and I worked in the IT uh, I started to understand data and data transmission between computer systems, et cetera, et cetera. But if you really move to the world of meditation, you start to understand that there is something like subtle energy. And there I found out with speaking with many, many people all over the world, that if you block a part of this subtle energy, then immediately you block a part of the mystery, mm. the consciousness, the connection. 
So for us, it was very important to understand how does it all work. I'm not going to tell you that I understand how it all works. But we found out that one of those elements that we have on this planet, like water, has the ability to receive data, to receive information of subtle energies. And that creates an incredible amount of possibilities into the human body. And what we do at the moment is that we block a part of that subtle energies into water. And what we are doing now is we try to bring back those energies into the water on such a scale that the subtle energies from outside can remain there and can do its work into a biological system. And it was a huge story of more than 15 years. So we learned step by step how to do that and how to get there. Hmm. And we did it by creating our own laboratory whereby we work with light, satellite, uh, infrared, UV light, visual light on all levels. And then we found out that light is also a communicator. The sun is a communicator. And it is not only the seven colors we see. There is information into the sun. Mm. How did I find out? Well, it was very simple because when I worked in the IT, we also used light to transmit data. So you can put data on light and then you can transmit it. And that is also how fiber optics work. So I thought that modern nature is doing exactly the same. On light, on the sunlight and on the moonlight, there is certain subtle information available and that can be transported into water. And if you have that water that has really the ability to receive that information again, then you see a complete shift into a biological system as well. So it was as if you open again the box of the mystery. Yeah. And that is beautiful because we are so ignorant, we forget that we are part of it. And the beauty of this is that suddenly we can see a change happening. And then you think we have to move back to that world of subtle energies and listen to it and mm. learn about it. Yeah, there's a <clears throat> there's a story um, that I, I remember diving into. I, I discovered Victor Schauberger's work a while back. And, and uh, I know that you and I kind of waxed a little poetic about his work. He's a fourth generation Austrian uh, forester, I think. And his whole thing was how can we more efficiently get timber from one side of the forest across and down the mountains safely into a lumber mill using flumes? And how can we, you know, what can we learn about the properties of water that might facilitate that? And and this is before all of our fancy laboratories and everything else. He was just an a, sort of a present observer and, and realizing that, wow, the properties of water change and they have different uh the fluid dynamics and whatnot it, it's it's even beyond physics it was sort of like a he just had this essence of like hmm, i think something uh there's something interesting about the water here let's look at the water as opposed to just the flume structure let's look at the water itself and um and that kind of took me down a rabbit hole and i found a video on youtube which i'll try to link in the show notes i'm sure you know about luca montagne's work yep. he's the uh he won the nobel prize back in the the 80s for his you know quote discovery of the virus that we think now you know we attribute to the the sort of i don't know the 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 pattern of symptoms that we call aids and um he won in the nobel prize so he had a lot of like 
prestige behind him. And he actually ended up going into the study of water as well. And um, I remember seeing a video where they actually went to his lab. And, you know, if anybody else in the scientific community were to say what you're saying, they would be sort of laughed at, which is kind of what I want to get to, because this is not something that makes sense. Like water is what's in our cells. Water is what we drink. You know, you have to stay hydrated, eight ounces of water a day or whatever. But the idea that water could could carry information and transmit information um, over time and space actually was was a pretty interesting hypothesis that he had. And so what he did was he took his nucleic acid from the HIV virus and and measured with very sensitive microphones the, the frequency of sound that was coming out of these test tubes that were diluted, um, but they had some nucleic acid in it. And then he replayed that sound to test tubes that had nucleotides and had some polymerase and had some other, you know, probably ingredients in the, in the solution. And he was able to play the sound from the nucleic acid into a vial with no nucleic acid, but nucleotides, which are the building blocks of nucleic acid. And in that vial formed the HIV nucleic acid, right? And then they took a step further and they actually took the sound clip, sent it to a lab in Italy and they reproduced it. They played the sound that was transmitted by email or whatever to a vial of water. And it also created the HIV nucleic acid. So this is a a simple but elegant experiment to to say like, wait a second, (laughs) there's way more going on here. And, And one other line that came to mind, I don't know where I heard this, but vibration is the language of the universe. It's really exactly what you're talking about is that, Hey, if, 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 if everything's tied into, uh, a vibrational pattern and water is a perfect conduit for that, then perhaps we could trans transfer language or information and energy merely by teaching it to water and then allowing the water to teach it elsewhere. So, so continue T- tell me a little bit about a little bit more. Yeah, that's actually the case. What you uh, just described from Luc Montagnier, that is what he did with, uh, with the uh, DNA of the, uh, of the virus. And what we do see now is that um, water has the ability to collect that information. It depends, of course, upon the circumstances, and it also depends upon the quality of water. A lot of people in laboratory use demineralized water. Mm. They have a completely different type of water. Mm. And what we also found is that there is no water the same in the world. If you have water from Greenland, then you get completely different water than you have in the Himalayas, hmm. completely different. And it has to do, of course, with the minerals, but it also has to do with the way how water responds to the environment. Hmm. So what we found is that there is no water the same. That was for us already new. And then we found out that there are certain types of water that have the ability to receive more information than other waters. And that is what we found out in the atomic structure. You have a kind of what we call a chaotic system, mm-hmm. whereby there are, there are no connections made between the atoms, because what we think is that they create a kind of coherent fields, not one, but multiples. And these coherent fields might be kind of crystalline form. And the beauty of water is that it, looks that it is communicating with the quantum fields. Mm. And that is why a lot of physicists are laughing about it, but they haven't got a clue how quantum physics work. 
because there they think, hey, this doesn't fit with the normal laws that we have learned on university. Yes, but the whole world is not what we learn in the university. The world <laughs> is much bigger, much, much bigger. And if we yeah. do not accept that, then we don't become curious again. Then we then we don't become children again in our mind. Yeah, right. Hey, there's a whole world for us. Right, right. And, and how boring life can be if we have all the answers, right? <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> no, but we, we, we created a new religion, and it's called science. Okay. If you're not in the car, and you're walking around at the gym or whatever else, you're taking your kids out to the park and you got those earbuds in your head, you have to consider these are powerful modems in these devices and they're emitting low-dose radiation all day. So if you're wearing those things in your ears all day long, you got your cell phone in your pocket right next to your gonads, to your to your family jewels, you have to consider what is the downside of having this low-dose radiation, exposing yourself to that all day long, every single day. Well, if you haven't considered it, you should. And once you've considered it, I want you to consider how can we block as much of that EMF as possible. And fortunately, there's a company on the market, waveblock.com. It's one of our generous, lovely sponsors. They make stickers for your earbuds and for your phones, which blocks more of the EMF than any other product on the market. And Ben Salem, a friend of mine, he's been on the podcast. He has the lab reports to prove it. So go to waveblock.com. Enter code BELOVED at checkout, and you'll save 25% on any of their products. I can't recommend this enough, guys. Can't recommend it enough. Diet, movement, sleep, breath, hydration, mindset, and EMF mitigation. That needs to be your seventh point in order to live your most optimal, longest life. and protect you and your family from the dangers of EMF. All right, let's get right back to my conversation with Dolph Santinga. Yeah, that's exactly right. I even actually make the comparison for for people, you know, they're like, oh, he's a Harvard trained doctor and he's triple board certified and all this stuff. And I'm like, you realize, and I'm part of the system. Like I was born of the system. I get it. I've been the best student for my entire life. I've got all the degrees. I don't know where they are. They're in some closet somewhere, but I've got all my degrees. Instead, I have mandalas hanging behind me. It just tells you, you know, (laughs) where I'm coming from. But if, if you are a, and I'm not picking on Harvard or Oxford or Yale or Stanford, whatever, but the more prestigious your education, the more of a reflection that you've been rewarded for staying in the lines. That's and, and the more advanced your education, the more specialized your set of eyes become because you've been rewarded for not looking outside the bounds. You've been rewarded for studying the thing that Harvard wants you to study and then regurgitating the answers that your Harvard professor wants you to regurgitate. And then when you get into practice, it's no surprise that in the age of COVID or in the age of you know ecological catastrophe on the horizon, that we have no sense about uh, who we are and what we're doing here. And, and it's reflected in the lack of curiosity about what could possibly be happening here. Because you were taught that this is what's happening. And if it's not this, then it's in your head or, or something like that, you know? So anyways, yeah, go ahead. I, I, I know no, you- absolutely true. <laughs> yes. No, no, it's absolutely true. I mean, the more trained we are on university, uh, the less flexible we become. Right. They, they say, yeah, but you have to be curious. But 
you have to be curious in that law that is existing. Right. <laughs> if everything must be green, then no matter if you see yellow or blue, no, it must be green. And I was in the lucky position in my life that I did two inventions, one of them with my colleague at that moment of time. I was one of the first who introduced artificial intelligence. And that was more than 30 years ago. Wow. And you know what, and you know what everybody said? Who needs artificial intelligence? <laughs> you can't make a living out of that. Yeah, of course not. Yeah. Of course not. <laughs> because who needs that? You know? And if you go to the big inventions in the world, so often people at the beginning said, who needs that? Right. The same is when I introduced in the, in, in, in the Netherlands fiber optics, everybody said, yeah, but we have copper. We don't need fiber optics. And everything in my life was based upon the fact that a lot of people wanted to limit down their, their, their ideas. Mm. It must be in that box. And I think if we want to change this world, we need people who can think out of the box. Right, right, Com right. Completely out of the box. And that was why water was so important, because water is ignoring every law. Yeah. So what's wrong with water nowadays? I mean, like, what happened? Like, we've yeah, been drinking well, water for millions of years. What, what's going on? What, well, maybe, the, maybe one of the first things that we discovered is that water is a broadband absorber of electromagnetic waves. And it means it absorbs any electromagnetic wave. Mm. A lot of people haven't got a clue what an electromagnetic wave is. But if you go to the sun, it is one big electromagnetic wave. Right. The moon as well. But even you and I, our thinking is also an electromagnetic wave, although it is on a different level as the sun and the moon. It has a different frequency. But all those frequencies can play a role in water. So what we found is that some waters at this moment of time cannot absorb the right electromagnetic waves anymore due to the pollution that we have created. Hmm. Interesting. And that's, and that's a problem. So you have data that must come into your body by drinking a glass of water. The data is there, but it cannot absorb it. So it doesn't come into the body. And simple. It's that simple. So we have a, it's not that the water is lacking information. The water is just, uh, nowadays, water is uh, perhaps a little bit confused. <laughs> That's true. But yeah. it is getting, getting more and more confused. Yeah, sure. Because sure. what we do at the moment is that we are beaming electromagnetic waves ourselves constantly all over the world mm. with, our, with our mobile phone. Yeah, yeah. And with satellites and with radars. And guess what? Water is absorbing it. So then those cell energies from Mother Nature that are creating this beautiful planet, they are blocked. And that is what we see coming back. And that is why it is now so important that some people stand up and say, hey, guys, do we know what water is? Because without water, we are gone. We are dead. Mm. Not, nothing can survive. But what we are doing is really, really dangerous. Mm. We have to understand what water is. 
it seems like such a simple question. It's sort of like uh, it's it's kind of like uh, one one of my big missions is to change the world through changing birth, right? And it's kind of like, hey, if we want to get people to live in cooperation, and we want to fix the oceans, and we want to fix the rainforest, we want to fix the way that we've been living, right? We want to take a step back and change our course, but we can't even get something like birthright. You know, and as you know, in the United States, of all the developed nations, we have really, really poor statistics compared to every other developed nation. Um, we're not doing great. And we just keep throwing more money, more, quote, science, as they call it, into the problem. And we just create more problems. It's like a hydra. You just create more problems as you throw more of the same technologies to fix the same thing. And you just are band-aiding up, you know, reopening wounds and everything else. So it's a bit of a strange metaphor. But for me, it's like, hey, listen, this is a natural physiologic process. If we can't even get the birth of a baby right and realize that by doing it the way we've been doing it that we're traumatizing everybody involved including the birth worker the mother the partner the baby how are we ever going to fix anything going forward but people are like of course we know how to do birth you have a doctor there you have the woman in her stirrups and you have her legs pulled back and you clean the baby up you give the baby shots like healthy mom healthy baby we know how it works but what i actually have been really pushing people to to think about is like what is happening in birth and people are like, well, a baby's coming out. Like, but yeah, what's really happening there? And when you sit and you, in, like you, like you've said, if you're if you're patient and you're present and you're observant, you notice that there's other things happening. It's just like when a person dies, you don't just die and become worm food. Something is happening there. There's a transformation of spirit. But if we can't get birth and death right, how are we going to get everything in between right? But but it's it's almost like um, it's almost like heretical to ask the basic questions like what is water what is birth because people it, it's like it's like it it it, it blows our minds it, it wide open and that's just too scary to, to to maybe even acknowledge that we don't understand something very very simple man i could take that i could take this so many different directions so what have you done about this problem that that you've noticed so obviously we're not going to fix the issue of pollution anytime soon but you found an elegant solution, at least for the time being, <laughs> for those who want to to start to explore this. So talk. Let's talk a little bit about that. Yeah, it was very important because we we had to go through all those things that you just described, and we had to find out what is the response of water on pollution and what type of pollutions are there, and then we noticed that some waters can resist a certain type of toxins or a certain type of negative information. And then we were wondering, how is that possible? And that had to do with the quality of water. That had to do with what we call coherent fields into the water that still have an ability to communicate with the quantum field. And that was not something we found out in one or two weeks or months. It took us years to find out. By doing thousands of tests in our laboratories. So with a whole team of biologists, physicists, doctors, all working together. And every day, every week, we did one thing. Every week, the whole team set to, had to sit together and they had to come up with stupid things that you normally never, never tell to another person. Come up with a most stupid idea. And yes, 90% was really stupid, but 10% was really an opening door to, to create something completely new as well. 
this is this is amazing. So g- give me an example. Like what would be like a really stupid idea that was thrown up onto the whiteboard? I'm really curious about this. Um, well, for instance, um, we had to look to certain uh, uh, something that really we found out that was was having a certain value is that if you create certain forms, is water responding to certain forms? Hmm. Everybody would say, no, water is just water. But when we found out that certain forms and certain patterns in nature really play a role, and we could see that by giving them the water to plants and that we saw a reaction in the light, you thought, hey, how is this possible? Hmm. And your and your outcomes are really produced through light technologies as to how water refra- refracts light, reflects light. How, is that is that what you mean by that? Yeah, we very often look to the biophotons, and that is very subtle energy. Wow! And, and that is also based upon the fact that we consistently sense uh, very sensitive electromagnetic fields, and we have very specific cameras. We built cameras whereby we could look to a candlelight on a distance of twenty miles. And then the flickering of the light of that candle became a language for us. So we had to go through so many procedures because when we first wanted to find out what water is, we went to the scientists all over the world and we asked them, can you tell us what water is? Surprise, surprise, nobody could tell us what water is. So we had to find out ourselves, what is water? And then I found that there are some amazing scientists in the world who really said, I cannot tell that. I cannot tell this to my colleagues. But okay, you have a certain open mind. I can tell you, but I found out this and that. And then they became like children again. They were so excited about it. And it is as if we close the excitement of doing science. As, But science must be a part of ourselves, working yeah. with nature and all of that. And... Um, that is when we found out, okay, and then we have to do it ourselves. And then we invite those researchers from all over the world. And we invited people from the US, Japan, from all over the world, Russia. And then step by step, we found out how to get there. And then we knew how to create those stable, coherent fields into this water. Mm. And then we also found out that water then responds in a very specific way suddenly to the rhythms of nature again. I'll give you one example. We gave water before and after the treatment that we did, and we looked to the biophotons, and then we found out that it was responding to the moon cycle. We saw the high and the low tide into the plant coming back with the biophotons. <laughs> and the normal water nowadays is almost having no cycle with the moon anymore. And I thought, gee, what are we doing? We are killing and really creating a monster. Yeah. Because we, we are killing the absorption of Mother Nature into the water. Mm. And only then it can create life again. So we, we became very much aware upon how all those subtle energies and all those rhythms in nature, how they play a role with water. And then you really learn to get deep, deep respect for it. 
Yeah, yeah. So you use a lot of crystals in your work, and to be more specific, quartz, correct? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, let me tell you a little bit about quartz crystal. Sure. We don't use that much different type of crystals because we don't change the water due to crystals, but we use quartz, and that has a very specific reason. First of all, quartz is no glass. It looks like glass, but it is no glass. It's really crystal. If you heat it up, it must be heated up much, much higher in degrees than glass, much higher. Then you can create a glass. The reason that quartz is so important that it is one of those materials that can absorb the complete UV spectrum of the sun. Glass can't do that. If you sit behind your glass, you don't get a tent because it cannot absorb the UVB. But with quartz glass, you can absorb all in the full range of the sun and the moon again. And that is why we have also made a product that is using quartz glass. And is that the, the water stirrer? Yeah. Okay. Stirrer. Do you have and, one that you could show uh, on video? If, if you have one handy, it'd be really interesting to... This one. That's it right there. Yeah. Yeah. This is quartz glass. And another beauty of quartz is that it's one of those products that can copy the internal to the outside world. Ah, that was my next question. Yes. So only, only quartz can do that. So, so you take water, you treat the water, and maybe we'll get into what that actually looks like, although it's probably somewhat proprietary, not that there's anybody out there that would even be able to perhaps reproduce it. But, uh, you know, you treat the water, you then shape these, you heat the quartz up, raw quartz up to a very high temperature. You create these beautiful, um, elegant, they look like stirring straws. I, if you're not able to see the video. Yeah, they're, they're really beautiful. They are view, very beautiful. And yep. so you put the water inside there, you close it up, and then yep. the information carried by the water is then transmitted to any water that comes into contact with the quartz because the quartz has a perfect, uh, is a perfect, I don't know, um, messenger, so to speak, between water on the inside, water on the outside. Is that basically how it works? I think you described it wonderful. Well, I'm not the smartest guy in the room. I always have to dumb things down for me to be able to uh, understand it myself. So, <laughs> well, but it is really, it is the messenger. That is, yeah. exactly the, that is exactly the case. So what you do is that if you stir it into a glass of water for, let's say, 20, 30 seconds, then the information from the water inside is getting into the glass. Yeah. And then you have suddenly a glass of water that has the ability to absorb the normal harmonic electromagnetic waves from outside. Okay, you work all day. You're working nine-hour days. You've got kids at home. You're trying to do your best, doing all the things that I've recommended to you in our consultation, right? You're eating well. You're sleeping well. You're moving well. You're hydrating. You're breathing. You've got your mindset together. The reality of, of your everyday life is that you don't have the opportunity to cook a fully organic meal every single day. Fine. So what can we do to supplement? Well, you go to Organifi.com slash beloved. You pick up a container of their green juice. It has 11 superfoods. It's loaded with nutrients. It's got antioxidants, vitamins, minerals. 
It's organic, it's gluten-free, it's dairy-free, it's soy-free, it's vegan, it's non-GMO. They're very, very careful in how they select their ingredients. It's all made from whole foods. And their green juice includes things like moringa, ashwagandha, chlorella, spirulina, turmeric, mint, wheatgrass. These are loaded superfoods that we get right from nature. They've created a nice blend. Take a scoop, you pop it in a shaker, you shake it up, you hit it on the way home while you're listening to the Holistic Obedian podcast. This is for busy people that are super health conscious. Organifi is putting the best products out there on the market. And I feel so grateful that they're sponsoring the show. So you can save on all of their products. I really like their green juice and their complete protein by going to Organifi, O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I dot com slash beloved, B-E-L-O-V-E-D. And you'll automatically save 20% on your purchase and some of the best products on the market. So again, that's Organifi, O-R-G-A-N-F-A-N-I-F-I dot com slash beloved. Save yourself some money on some really, really healthy food for your busy lifestyle. Let's get back to my conversation with Dol. Are you familiar with Steiner, Rudolf Steiner's work? Absolutely. From your part of the world? Um, yeah, yeah. So uh, I live near a biodynamic farm here. It's called um, Fox Hollow Farm here in Kentucky. It's fourth generation. Like they've been farming out there. They're not a giant operation. They just do beef. They do pork. They do chickens and they do crops and they do it through a full biodynamic process, including preparations for the soil, which are, um, I don't even know how they create the preparations, but if you're going to spray it onto your, onto your lawn or onto your, your vegetables or whatever, you put it into a, a, you know, a big, you know, a couple gallons of water and you stir it, you create a vortex and you do that for about a half hour and then you reverse it and you reverse the vortex and you keep doing that basically back and forth for an hour. And that structures the water with the essence that in, in the biodynamic sort of language, I, I believe would be the sort of essence of the preparations that would put the, 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 the water then in an alignment with the soil with with mother nature with the elemental beings that help you know produce the flowers and the fruits etc but that to me sounds very very similar to what we do with your with your water stir which is actually structuring the water in a pitcher of water using information that has been uh, transmitted through the water that's inside the the, the quartz is that fair to say for a part that is true for a part okay. there's a difference so let me explain the difference okay please do because I'm very familiar with Rudolf Steiner's work, because most of the tests over the last six, seven years, we did many of those tests also on farms that were using his technology. Wow, interesting. <laughs> so, uh, so all the tests, we compared also their vegetables and the way they treated with Rudolf Steiner's ideas with our water, and we compared them. So that was really, for us, very important. Yeah, because, because what they do is the basis that is really important. There is only one big difference. If you create a vortex, left and right turning, and that is what they do, you create definitely certain energy from outside into the water. And it works. It works. No discussion. Now the but. <laughs> There's always a but with you, Dolph. <laughs> Uh, that, that was also for us the learning curve. We found out that there is always a but, and we thought, what is the but? But I'll tell you now what the but is. The but is 
that if the water that you stir is not getting coherent in its full force, then it will lose its energy in a few minutes or half an hour to an hour immediately. Hmm. Okay. And that's the big difference. And if that water has already a certain chaotic system internally, whereby there are not enough coherent fields in it, then it can abs- then it cannot absorb the full spectrum of the outside world. Mm. So we found out first create the coherent fields. Otherwise, it remains, it doesn't remain stable. For people who don't know, what, when you say the word coherence, what do you mean by that? Coherence means that the structure of the atoms are in such a way that they have a certain strength, a certain language between them. Yes. And it remains strong. So there is a structure in the, in the atomic way of, of how they are connected to each other. And then they have the ability to communicate with each other. They can, they can hold the information. So it's, it's kind of similar. I'm thinking about diamonds and coal, all carbon atoms, but they're, they're, they have a crystalline lattice that's slightly different. It's kind of like that in, in a okay. sense, but that is obviously, that's a very much more physically demonstrable difference. So you're saying that water that's non-coherent versus water that's coherent is going to look different on a micros, not even a microscopic level. I, I don't know. I guess I, on a, no, you, you can't see it in a microscope. You can't see it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what if you froze it? Like, you know, like, like Masaru Emoto's work, right? Emoto's work, yeah, but Emoto could never repeat it. Oh, he, took, he took out the most brilliant examples of the crystal. And what he did, and, and he deserves all credits for that, he was showing us that water can create crystal forms mm. in any form. And that's the beauty of what he did. Hmm. But you cannot say that it is real science because he could never repeat it. Reproduce it. I see what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> wow. Okay. So how do you treat the water before you put it into the, into the, into the quartz device? Just whatever it, you can't it, share. No, no, it takes a year. Oh, wow. It takes a full year before you're there. You have to go through all kinds of stages. And due to the fact that water responds constantly to the electromagnetic fields, you can imagine that during a year, you have to go through all the seasons again. Sure, sure. And that was the learning curve we had to go through. So we first have to find out how can you create a stable structure into the water? And then how can you remain it there? And then what type of information must be into the water to keep it stable for years and years? Mm and to do its full work. So it was an incredible amount of work. That is why it took us 15 years to get there. I don't know anybody who's spent 15 years doing anything. Everybody needs like the instant gratification, the new quick fix, the new (laughs) thing that they're selling online. This is 15 years of hard labor and you had no real, nobody really to, 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 you didn't really have anybody like, Hey, I started it. You got to just finish it. I mean, I guess some of the early works of people studying water and whatnot were certainly inspiration, but You've created something that's so uniquely you that uh, it's not like, oh, compare Dolph's 
pen to this pen over here. I mean, are there other products on the market that are trying no, 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 to do this? Well, we, 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 well, first of all, it's not Dolphus Pen. It's the organization. Let, let me please correct that as well, because <laughs> it was the whole team who did it. Uh, but anyway, um, I was definitely involved, that's for sure. And uh, what we did is that we, we compared it with a lot of other products. And how did we do the comparison? We, we beamed very often electromagnetic fields from different devices like mobile phones or other things on the water. And then we could see how does it respond to it. So we compared many, many, many products, but not one of them could hold the coherent state as we brought in. And why, why, did we do, why did it take 15 years? Well, very often we work with crops and then you have a full cycle of the summer and the winter, et cetera, et cetera. But the excitement in our team grew every year because every year we went one step further and we saw new things coming up and new things coming up again. And, and we could see that the seeds were improving and the vegetables were improving. And now we even found out that the aging is going down if you have the right water. So wow. all, all those things were suddenly involved. And we see that certain resistance, we have now even did a test last year, and we, could, we did a test on polluted soil. For 15 years, there were toxins used to put on the soil to grow vegetables. And we did our test with universities involved. And what we found out is that if you use our water, then the DNA of the variety of bacteria that you need to get healthy soil again is growing much faster. So that has everything to do with the rhythms of nature. You bring back the rhythms of nature in a natural way. You mentioned something in the beginning of your explanation um, that it takes 15 years and and you'd said, you know, this, the water that would be in a specific device, the stir has been through a year of treatment. Is that because the water needs to experience the full cycle, all four seasons, et cetera? Yes. It kind of gets us back into the, the sort of natural cycles and rhythms of, of everything, you know, and again, vibration is, is the language of the universe. And one thing I've been really, really thoughtful about is how our day is a cycle. The year is a cycle, uh, for women, they're having a menstrual cycle every, you know, moon phase, yes. uh, give or take the disruption of that with like something like a birth control pill sort of yes. makes their body kind of forget that they're a part of a rhythmic process that is way bigger than themselves. It's even bigger than the earth. It's, it's, it's a part of the cosmic dance, you know, and um, it, it makes me really thoughtful about that, what, what you're saying about this water, because if we can actually demonstrate this with water, the next step then is, well, given that we're mostly water ourselves, if we could get the water, coherent water that has actually been entrained back into some of these cycles, these rhythms into our bodies, that perhaps that would be a step actually in getting people back in rhythm with their, for a woman who has menstrual cycle issues or whatever else to help them get back entrained into the normal cycles of the moon, the stars, et cetera. Have you, have you actually applied this to any specific medical conditions and seen any improvements in people's health? Yes. It's very simple. The answer is yes. Yeah. So everything I said was basically just 
a regurgitation of, of kind of how you see it. Okay. It, it, it depends, of course, from person to person. And yeah. You can, I, I, let me uh, say one thing. We don't say that this water is a medicine, but normal water, healthy water is a medicine. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Heaven forbid the government agencies come out and say, you know, the dolphin is team are selling. Uh, no, no. We, we, don't, we, don't, we don't create a medicine. We have created water in a natural way. Right. And due to that, our rhythms are coming back. Yeah. What I always say to people is like, even as a doctor, any doctor out there that thinks that they've fixed a problem, apart from removing like a railroad spike from your head and suturing you back up, you haven't really ever fixed anybody's problems. You've actually just palliated whatever symptom that they've got going on. So what I say in my practice is, and the reason I feel like I'm so successful in, in, in helping women with their healthcare issues is because I'm not fixing a problem. I'm help guiding you to health. And I think if we can't get water right, if we can't get breath right, if we can't get our sleep and our mindset and our diet and movement right, we're probably never going to get there unless you want to keep want me to keep giving you pills to just fix the the downstream problem reflected by some upstream upstream dysfunction. And um, if water is as bad as we think it is, then um, and, and I I think it is. I mean, I I, I tried I tried your water. Well, the water that was produced through your device, it was at Charles Eisenstein's house. He's a good friend of mine. I don't know if you've ever met him. I'd love to put you guys in touch because you, he, he actually had the device on his counter. And I went, they were like, well, you want to try this thing? And I was like, I've been looking for a water structuring device for, my, like for the past 10 years because I started reading about all this stuff. And I was like, man, there's something really interesting here. I'd love to try it out. So they did a very simple experiment. They had two glasses of water. I, I was a blind test to me. And uh, Charles's wife, Stella, stirred one of the glasses and, you know, in the whatever pattern, vortex, whatever, and uh, then delivered them to me on the table. And, and they said, well, try them. Which one do you like better? And I, I picked the, this one. And they said, you, you picked the, the one that we stirred. Uh, and I don't know why that. I think they even stirred the other one with a spoon. Like, so they did the vortex with both. And, um, and they were like, we don't know why it works or how it works, but uh, somebody sent this to us and six out of six people have told us they have guessed the right water. So it's a, it's a stupid experiment, but it's like, why, why did I pick that? I don't know. I have no idea, but it just felt good inside of me. And, and I, guess, I guess a little part of that is like, are we paying attention? That's the other aspect of this. Like, if you're not paying attention, then maybe water doesn't matter. But if you are paying attention, if you've done some meditation, if you've done years of Tai Chi, Qigong, and you've really been thoughtful about how breath moves in and out and how energy moves through the body, perhaps this is actually a demonstrable difference for people that are more attuned to subtle energies. Have you noticed any improvements in your own health since you've been on this journey? I'm curious. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, what, what we do see is that there is a certain calmness coming down. We did also brain tests. I... Uh, we, we uh, compared uh, a lot of people who had an EEG on the head, and we gave them water. And all the people who got a water that was made coherent, and suddenly we saw that their brains, their left and the right brain, became more in balance. Really? Huh. Man, we could use more of that today, huh? <laughs> <laughs> 
get out of the left brain, get in the right brain brain once in, once in a while, guys. Jeez. Wow, that's interesting. So that was like on an MRI, brain MRI scan or FM, FM yeah, MRI? EEG. E- 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 so he had uh, 20 oh, oh, electrons on his head. And then we saw a shift. Wow, that's interesting. Yeah, so we've seen a lot of those things. And yeah. the beauty is that we, we've seen the, the same with plants. We have now treated more than 80 types of vegetables, including tomatoes, cucumbers with it. And uh, one of the things that came out last year was very nice is that normally cucumbers take 14 weeks from beginning to end, the harvest. And then we got a phone call from uh, the man in the greenhouse. And he said, it's now week 24 and I still have cucumbers. No kidding. <laughs> yeah, true. Wow. Wow. Well, gosh, I would love to... Uh... I'd love to continue this conversation sometime. I, I know that uh, out of res- in, in respect of your time, um, I want to I want to make sure that we um, that we wrap it up in, in in a few minutes. One last question for you, and that is that if if it takes a year for the water to be treated and prepared for one of your devices, then how can you use the same technology in order to supply my entire home with water? And how are those technologies different? Yeah, because we have now made devices that have the ability to copy the water that we have to devices. And we have now so much water that we have the ability to create a huge amount of coherent water all over the world. So in other words, the devices that I would be putting in my home, installing in my home, actually contain coherent water themselves in some way and it's yeah. it's actually just pat the water that is in coming in from the city or whatever the crap water is is being treated so to speak by passing through okay that's interesting wow wow well when when i build a big birth death retreat center out in the woods somewhere we're going to have you come in and we'll hire you to do the whole thing <laughs> using these technologies in fact there's somebody that i want a couple people i want to put you in touch with and and see how that works out Dolph, it's been a huge pleasure to talk with you this morning um, or afternoon for you. Is there any um, anything else you wanted to add right now? No, it's not. Uh, well, one thing maybe it's good to know. I mean, a lot of people just think that, yes, we are 70% water. That's not true either. 99% of our molecules in the body are water molecules. Mm. And if you use the water and the technology to have also to get vegetables. We also find out nowadays how important it is to have the right microbiome. And all those things, the bacteria, the fungi, all those things work together. And I hope that in the near future, we are going to learn again, if we, uh, when we are small children, that everything works together. Mm. And that subtle energies and all those things always work with the elements that we have around us. And I hope that we uh, create a little bit more respect for that. Respect subtle energies and see the world through a child's eyes. That's it. That's how we fix the world. <laughs> really. I hope so, Nathan. It really and I'm is. looking that's... forward to your center. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. We'll, we'll bring you and your family out there to cut the ribbon for us whenever we get the thing going. Um, okay. Oh, Dolph, your, your last name is pronounced Zantinga. Is that right? Perfect. Zantinga. Very good. I'm probably a little bit Dutch just based on my eye color and my hair. So I got a little <laughs> bit of that in me. Thank you so much. Where can people find your devices? Just uh, your website or where can they shop? 
if they go to analemawater.com, analema, that is the cycle of the sun through the year, analema water, and then uh, they go to the website and there they can find it. Beautiful. Beautiful. I hope everybody goes out there. There is a code that uh, I've had nine people already go and buy devices from you. It's um, code beloved. And uh, is it, I think it's like a 10% discount or something like that. Who knows? But anyways, code beloved is um, a, a code you can use at checkout and you'll get a, a little discount there. Help support the podcast and help support Analemma. So thank you so much, Dolph, for, for giving us some of your time and um, we'll be in touch. I'm sure we'll do a part two here eventually. Okay, Nathan, have a nice day. You too. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Dolph is a treasure trove of information, and I'm so happy to hear that water is now becoming a focal point for people who are trying to take back their health. It doesn't matter how much movement exercise you're doing, how much CrossFit you're doing, how much weight you're lifting, how much sleep you're getting whether you're eating organic food, pasture-raised chicken, whatever else, if you're drinking crappy water, your cell membranes aren't going to work well, your nervous system is not going to work well, your endocrine system is not going to work well. We really, really need to be thoughtful about this. So I'm so grateful that there are people like Dolph and his company, Analima, out there. If you go to analimawater.com, which I'll link in the show notes, even in the little caption here on whichever platform you're, you're listening to podcasts, go there. And if you purchase something, enter code BELOVED, and I think it's a 10 to 10% uh, savings you get on the devices. They're super reasonably priced, but you can save a little bit extra if you use code BELOVED. Thank you so much for tuning in. You can find me, you can consult with me. I can be your doctor, you can be my patient, and we'll harmonize in that way, get you and your family, and perhaps the baby that's in your belly, get you as healthy as possible. Go to belovedholistics.com to book a consultation. If you're a healthcare professional and you want me as a consultant on your team, you can go also find that. It's called my collaborator program at belovedholistics.com. All of the show notes for this episode and every other episode we've done here on the show can be found at holisticobgynpod.com. And um, if you want to make a donation to the show, there's a whole bunch of goodies awaiting you. You can go there and make a donation as well. I am so grateful to have your support. And if you want to show a little extra support, go to iTunes, leave us a review, leave us five stars. And um, if you have some complaints or concerns, you can also write me. You can find me at any of those websites. My name is Dr. Nathan Riley. This is the Holistic Obi-Joanne Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in, and we'll see you next time.